Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Bexton and Emmy Coves, welcome to Action City. Hi. Hello. Happy Wednesday. Yes. Jeff it really was feels like Tuesday, I guess. I know. Labor Day. Jeff didn't understand that we could record on Wednesday and release on Thursday. He thought that there was like there some, was like some sort of like downloading yes, process yes, that took three days. Yes. It was like hilarious. I know. I was actually kind of laughing. He was like, "Wait, but you you come out on Thursdays?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> we can record Thursday, like Wednesday we night at midnight, Thursday morning, and come <laughs> yes, out on Thursday. Thursday exactly. You could record it and put it out. It is kind of funny, like podcasting in general." So many people can do it, but it is it's, a foreign concept until you're doing until it. You're doing it. it seems yeah. so complicated. Now, Richard, we no, know it's way uh, yes. more complicated than what we're making it out to be, but like we still chose not to buy the equipment and do the yeah. sound mixing if we work, and all that. Working a computer, it would be complicated. Yes. But luckily Richard's doing that. Yeah. Thanks, you know, Richard. We just like to He's so good to us. I call it outsourcing. When you can't yeah, do something sometimes. yourself. Listen, I've basically tried to outsource my whole life now to the point where I really can't do anything. I think that's the key to being a good mom. Oh, I do know what my peak is now. Okay, well then say it. I was just saying, I was like, I don't know what my (laughs) peak is. Okay. So there's a lot of like office paperwork. Oh, you're, yes. Yes, Things to do at Greta. And for six six years, I've done it all myself. You know, the people that work for me are amazing, but they're working in the store. They're not doing anything in the back office. And I really needed a Saturday person. And I was like, I need to hire someone for Saturdays. But then I just kept thinking about it. And the thing that's really, I'm backed up on and behind on, 24 hours a day is all the paperwork. Right. So the person I interviewed to work on Saturdays, I was like, wait a minute, she'd be really great in the office and keeping me organized and, you know, making my life easier. So I hired Maggie. I know. Did you give her a good title? Have you come up no, with I, it? If anybody has a really good title for like a totally... Like the great, organization... Like, office like, something. But like I told her she wouldn't be sitting at the desk for forever though. She sat at the desk all day yesterday. Oh my gosh. But, but like, like how great for you. All my styles are input into the system She's organizing my emails. I mean, I know that this is the thing that you can do, but where like every single designer goes into its own little folder. Nice. She did that all day yesterday. She put in styles that we don't even have in the store yet are already in the system. Wow. 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 And so then yesterday, I'll say my other peak was Brie came over and we packed my whole suitcase for New York. I'm leaving on Sunday. So all my outfits are laid out, you know, because if I were doing it, I would literally be shoving it in the bag. Wait, I'm actually so proud of you. Can you believe this? I'm so proud because I feel like the store... It, it, for some reason, like, I don't want to say for some reason in a bad way, but for some reason, the store is blowing up, right? I mean, I, your sales are insane. The, it looks amazing. It's slow, but. But, well, you know what I'm yes, saying? Overall, like, it's really Like, doing well. you've seen this yes. kind of, like, some, I don't know. I don't I, know what it is. I don't know what it is either. I mean, I wish I. I, I mean, hope it's something that I did somewhere along the way. It's something that we all did, but I think it's a combination of like. I don't know. It was on? like all of a sudden it just like caught on, right? Yes. Did it feel like that it did for you? Sort of feel like okay. That where people were like coming in saying, "Oh, so and so sent me," or "Oh, a friend, you know, a friend was here and said I had or to come." Or it was just or, like this. The days were getting bigger, right? Like the sales days. Yes. It was. I don't know. I I I don't own the store and I only work there like very minimally, but I I felt that too. I was like, wait, you had a that many dollar day on like I you know, know what on I mean? A Tuesday it was, and you're like, what? Yes. So I feel like I I'm excited. Excited for you. I so feel that like, was re- that is really like my I mean, you know, my I, bags are packed for New York, and I hired Maggie. Well, I think that went because your trajectory is going up. You got to hire the peeps. You've got. I've got. I feel the, the peeps. same I way. Can't. Like not in my, but in, in my personal, personal life. life. Yes, yeah, so you have I, more now. I the trajectory like is going up. I mean, the trajectory <laughs> is like skyrocketing. <laughs> so, like, we are going to need help. 
ASAP. Yes. Actually, we did interview a very sweet woman who might be my nanny. And where do you find nannies these days? Here's like, the thing: care.com. Care.com is no. no. I did find a babysitter at care.com once. But did you? The other one I found was a chain smoker and didn't have a driver's license. But other than that, I will say care.com. If you're willing to pay, I did not hire that person. By the way, okay, um, like if you do the premium thing, <laughs> yeah, like it is. You can find somebody great. However. I would much rather get a referral from a friend. Oh, but then a friend is, you know, unless they're like giving their nanny up for some reason. They're well, that's like, the thing is like I have enough friends who are kind of in different stages. And I feel like like some people are done having children. So they are giving up their nannies. You just have they, to. Yeah. You just have to pounce. Yeah, you do. I mean. So you interviewed somebody good. What's yeah. your peak? Was that your peak? Like, no. no. OK, my peak is I won't stand up, but I am wearing jeans. Oh, and they are Emmy. Non-maternity. They are my normal jeans. I saw oh. them hanging there. Did something just fall? Oh my god! I just no. Uh oh, Richard. Broke, we're, we're, that's okay. I broke it, it, the sound panel. That's okay. It'll showing off it's my gonna... jeans because I can't <laughs> lift my leg up without. <laughs> Thank well, you. Now, so the peak is like these would be like your like the, your jeans that maybe you were wearing before you were pregnant and like these uh, are like before Huffman like those jeans like these are a size twenty nine. You have a size 29 jean on? Yes. And you're pregnant? Yes, four months. Uh, so that, I literally like... Can you breathe? I mean, it's cutting off a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's cutting off circulation of the baby, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, sh- I mean, whatever. I'm fine with saying my sizes. I don't really no, care. You know what? But I'm just saying, I'm in my... Like, these are you're my skin. Regular these jeans. are like, you know, those pair of jeans that when you're feeling thin, you wear. Uh-huh. These are those jeans. Those are those that don't come out that much, but I do. Well, I like saw... These are pretty stretchy, though. So I will. I will... You know, there's some stretch, there's some give. However, no, oh. they're from Gills. Oh, those are that's the place to get the jeans. I actually love Gills. I know for I'm that reason. Take me like there to get some jeans. And well, great, uh, I am Gracie, I guess. I mean, if you want cheap jeans, I mean, I think these were like sixty bucks. But oh, so now my telephone rings in the middle of the thing. <laughs> I mean, how does that? Just yeah. It, did it say it was our next guest? Oh, okay. oh my gosh, we're just we're really <laughs> okay. Wait, so, uh, okay. <laughs> what's the what's the pit? Oh gosh, I thought of a pit. What was my pit? I thought of one earlier, and then now now you the jeans. Mine real yeah, fast? yeah, yeah. Jeans? Okay, so my pit was I made a classic parenting mistake. Oh no! And Neely came down. She has lost all of her jewelry. Okay, all the nice jewelry I've given her, not her necklaces, but like all of her earrings. She said, Mom, I don't have any earrings to wear. Oh, full meltdown. And I was like, okay, you can wear some of my earrings. Oh, no. I said, but, and I said, I opened the drawer and I said, you can pick what you want. I said, but listen, these are all nice. Like, they're all diamonds, they're all gold. Like, these are not that they're like fancy, but they're nice, yeah, right? They're and nice. they would cost yeah. me some money to replace. She picks the pair of earrings that my sister in law gave me like five or six years ago that I absolutely love. Hmm. that were like, they're not an opal, but they kind of look like that. They have yeah. that kind of like stone. It's like a cut stone with diamonds all the way around with like rose gold. And I, we had a whole talk. Do not lose these. Do not take these out of your ears. Do not smash them in your bag. They will come home with you. Did it? Oh no, she lost it. Sure enough, she lost one of them. <gasps> How and did I'm, she lose it? Did it fall it just out? just fell out, I guess. And we know when she was putting them on to her credit, she's like, mom, this bag feels like it's kind of loose. And I tested it and I was like, no, it's not loose. It'll be fine. Oh. Clearly wasn't. And I was really frustrated with her. and But I'm now I'm just mad at myself. Like, I was handing her the earrings thinking to myself, this is a bad idea. I shouldn't let her wear these. This, These are not going to come back in one piece. Even if they came back 
the back was going to be broken off or whatever. Well, it, so that was really bad. If it just fell out, that's a different thing, right? I mean, that's it not. It did just fall out. But I mean, who knows? She's like rip pulling her hair. You know, who knows? Yeah. So 15 year olds just can't and I, be so trusted. then I like made her look at all her pictures, you know, because they take a picture every five seconds. Look at all the photos. When did you have it? And when did you not have it? So we kind Wait, of Wait, like, that's hysterical that she that could funny? look at her selfies uh-huh. and figure, oh my and God. And figure out. I was like, get to your Snapchat. Let's figure this out. So we determined it had been left. It maybe fell off at somebody's house. So then I was like, I'm going to text that person's mom. No, mom, that's so embarrassing. Don't do that. I go, I don't care. Yeah. You're like, I love these earrings. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you're the one should be texting because you're the one who lost it. But. So that was my pit. Although, like, don't you ever remember borrowing something oh, from your mom and it getting a stain or a snag? Oh, my God. And I like, had the number of jewels. Oh I had my- this, like, cross my best friend had given me with these, like, sapphires in it that I lost. That my mother to- still talks about how I lost the necklace. Yeah. I mean, my mom was really generous in letting me borrow some of her jewelry and stuff. And, like, yeah, I... I remember that feeling, that like pit in your stomach, and, and you're like, "Oh my god!" I tell gonna... me like immediately, and she didn't have to. Well, that was good. I mean, there's no winning in that situation, right? No, I mean, I was like, okay, and I, you know, what? I haven't even really said thank you for telling me, but I'm just, I'm just mad at myself. So that was my pit. Well, I hope you weren't too hard on her. <sighs> I know I'm that's I'm not. I'm not in a place to say that because my uh, kids are very. I, I got frustrated. I'm not. Yeah. Okay, what was your pet? And then we have to speed it along because guess what? Our guests are here. I know our guest is here. Um, or our guest, I'm not guests, but guest is here. Um, I'm trying to think of my pit. I don't even know. I think my pit was like summer's over. Oh, that is a I mean, I love summer. I thrive in summer. I I'm tan. Summer. I love the bright colors. I love the food. I the love whole the thing. The whole I love thing. being hot. I, I, I mean, I like being hot to a point. Like you get to pass like I would rather be too hot than too cold. I would rather be too, yes, I'm with you. Um, so I think there's the pit is that fall is starting. Mm. Fall is always super busy. Season. I like fall. I like fall and spring. Okay. Winter is Winters. like a no-go. But um, you know what I'm like fall is always so busy. It's like we already have all these oh, trips every weekend planned. Is gonna be, and, it's going to be out of town. Yeah. Out of town every weekend. I know. Well, and that's the thing is I made Jeff say no to something because I was like, no, we cannot be out of town. October has like five weekends. Oh, and, it does? Yeah. Okay. Well, with like Halloween, the last. Yes, and then the, the last. Yes. And I was like, we cannot be out of town for four out of the five weekends. Like we have children now. We need to be like yeah. present. And I don't know. So that's kind of. Bye-bye, summer. I know. It was so good bye. while it lasted. It was Maybe actually next summer. My backyard will be finished. I can enjoy my swimming. This was not my summer. 2021 was not my summer. I got pregnant. No, I wasn't mine and I was miserable. I just worked and did not go swimming as much as I should. I should. I didn't go swimming I either. Got the, I got in the swimming pool twice. I think I got in like three or four times, but like still not enough. No. Not enough. Let's try to heat our. Get, well, I'm not going to. Well, my, you should heat I, your pool. Well, guess what? I'm what? determined. Oh, I can't say it because I don't want to get busted. But I can heat my pool indefinitely. Nice. I don't know what mm-hmm. this look means. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're so excited Might for our guest. to a bathtub and never turn it off. I do. It that way. Yeah. I mean, I can't get in and then because pregnant people can't do that. Uh, That's okay. That's okay. You'll live a little bit longer. Okay, you guys. We're so excited about our next, next guest. Janae Nafee Lister is a wealth management advisor in Oklahoma City providing high net worth clients a wide array of investment services, including wealth management, retirement planning, estate planning, and investment development. After graduating Cassidy School in 1982, Janae completed an undergraduate degree in finance and economics from Oklahoma State University. Janae joined her current firm in 1988. 
In 2004, she earned the Certified Investment Manager Analyst designation through the Investment Management Consultants Association in conjunction with the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Janae currently serves on the Board of Trustees of Cassidy School, Oklahoma City University, and the United Way of Central Oklahoma. Janae and her husband, Darren, reside in Oklahoma City with their two children, Dylan, age 33, and Madeline, age 19, a current student at Tulane University. Welcome to Action City, Janae. Looking for your voice to be heard? Have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or brand that needs to get the word out but don't know where to advertise? Contact Black & Studios, a full-spectrum, cutting-edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. Black & Studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience. In-house production from audio-video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement, and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. Black & Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, Black & Studios has your back. Search Black & Studios on all social platforms. Email at podcast at blackandstudios.com or visit us at blackandstudios.com. And remember, it's Blacken. Janae. Hello. Welcome to Action City. Welcome. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. We're so excited to have you here. And we also have sort of a special guest who's joining us. She is a hurricane can you say refugee? Is that to evacuate? Evacuee. A hurricane evacuee. Oh <laughs> You're going to get have... us canceled. Oh, Catherine. God. Shoot. Don't cancel me, please. I didn't I was looking for the right word. So, Janae's daughter, Madge, is here with us. She's a freshman at Tulane. She's sort of a freshman at Tulane school starting in a, another week. Maybe it's going to take another week. So, she's in Oklahoma City for a while. So, she, she came along. She's empty nesting. To with see us. how a podcast works. I'm so excited. We might have some questions for the young people, too. Definitely. Be awesome. You just yeah. never know. I always, a Gen Zer, I always take advantage. I have so many questions all the time. We had to research all the generations yesterday. We did. We were trying to figure uh, out what generation we all were. And there's Alpha, which is Emmy's children. So, my children. kids. Our generation alpha, which is behind Gen Z. And you are Gen, Gen Z. Z. Gen You're Z. Z. You're at the end of Gen no, Z. No, I'm at the early part. You're the early part. Oh, God. You're so really when does not. Alpha was 2013, you said? 2000. No, Huffman is three and he's 2019. I think it said 2017 or. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'd bet Agnes is. That. Oh, I don't know. Alpha. I think Alpha is like basically anybody who isn't in middle school yet. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. That was my understanding. Okay. And really, Emmy's generation gets the most flack, the millennials. Well, financially, millennials, it's like I Googled, I said (laughs) finances and millennials, and I was like looking at the first couple websites and they weren't anything I'd recognize. So I was like, oh, let me find reputable websites, Forbes, Business Week, all of them. The Wall Street Journal were like, millennials are terrible with money. They don't save their money. They're financially awful. Well, Well, is that true? uh, it's changing because That's millennials are, are getting, getting older, older, yes, and they're becoming more domestic. Yes, marriage, they, children, houses, so great household creation over the last few years with millennials. Um, Millennials like experiences. That's that's what it right. said. We spend our money on experiences, not necessarily um, possessions. Right? Maybe I'm a millennial at heart. 
I think so. I think so. I think I'm much more be. about the But it was saying that 30, 30 something percent of millennials own homes, which is a That's it? Mm-hmm, That's which is a smaller percentage than any other generation. Right. So what are they if they are saving, what are they saving for? Experiences, trips. Trips. Sure. The gear. Food. The gear to go with the, the trip. They were the saying trip. that my generation <laughs> mountain climbing. Things yeah. like that. Oh, yes. Well, they were saying too that my generation spends more on takeout than previous could, generations. Wow. And I think like, it's gonna get worse lot. and worse. Oh yeah. Definitely. Madge, do you like to postmate stuff? Not really. See, I like going. I like going too. My kids would postmates their whole life. If it they takes could. the boredom out of it. I know. I mean, who wants to just sit? I don't, and it always tastes better when you go. Yeah, I agree. I don't really like to postmate. But I don't either. During the pandemic, I didn't have a choice. Well, there was no I was choice. Tethered to my dining room. Yeah, and God. then really yes. leave my, and really, I've seen to go. your dining room a lot on our <laughs> Zoom calls. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I did one yesterday from my office. That was nice. Oh, gosh, a new view. A new view. For everybody. Well, so, Janae, we normally start at the very beginning. Okay. So, where are you from? I am from Oklahoma City. Well, there you go. Do you know how excited I am to hear that? Because I think so many people we've interviewed, they say, I'm from Edmond, which in a way sort of used to be thought of as Oklahoma City, but now it's its own its own deal. Wait, that's so funny. I thought you were going to say it somewhere else. No, but like, Janae is from Oklahoma City. Like, that's really exciting. Emmy, my husband says, I'm the only person he knows that has lived in the same, not just the same zip code, but the same subdivision their entire life. I, hey. Except for college. That's my husband's whole family. Mm -hmm. And there's something, there's something about it. So you're from Oklahoma City. Where schools did you attend? Well, I went to Cassidy. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you go the whole time? I did. And this is... A little interesting factoid. I was the first class to go into the Leffler Primary Building. So my first oh, year was really? at All Souls Church. Oh, wow. But it, that building was a different build. It, it, it was, was the center part. This Oh, and they just added on to the they outside? Because oh. see, I didn't go to primary at Cassidy, so I didn't. But my, well, I always thought that building was new. I mean, newer. No. <laughs> newer a few years ago. <laughs> I'm a whole lot older than the two of you. (laughs) Probably your age combined. This is great. Now I'm not the oldest person in the room. No. I take that by a long shot. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So Cassidy Lifer. um, After that, I went to OSU. Okay. Had your family gone to OSU or you just decided OSU was the spot? Uh, My, there's four. I'm the youngest of four. I have three older brothers. Wait, what was four like? Well, I was the only girl, so oh, it's okay. not a traditional four. Gotcha. You have the reverse of my family. It's three girls and a, and a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, they beat each other up, <laughs> and I tattletailed on them. So, you know, it was a great thing. And there was enough age difference. My oldest brother is 11 years older. Oh, wow. Okay. So by the time I was even in first, second grade, he was going to college. Okay. So you would kind of, I'm sure it was fun to talk to him. And, it's great Yeah. Fun. Yeah, I miss him. He passed away three years ago, and oh, I'm sorry to kind hear of that. too young to pass away. But oh, I'm sorry to hear that he had a great life, and he was bigger than life. I don't know if Catherine, if you knew Brad or I not. Don't, well, I I didn't know him, but I knew He's obviously very big of personality. Him, yeah. And then second brother Stan. Um, all, everybody lives here and really pretty close. My youngest brother Greg. Yes, he went to OSU. Okay, and then one of my best friends from Cassidy was two years ahead. I followed her. Oh, okay. It was a great fit. Good. It was yeah. a great fit. What made it a great fit? What was the... I needed something bigger. I was ready for that kind of big, big football, big... The sorority thing was fun. I knew I was going to be a business major. I what just house knew were it. you in? I was a Theta. 
Oh, yeah. so was my See, mom. Catherine's obsessed with this because she I wasn't am. in one. So every time we have somebody on who's in a sorority, she... I'm like, and once again, a successful sorority girl. I Well, that's, I think mm-hmm. Catherine has I'm like, the I'm like, stereotypical sorority girl painted in her mind. So oh, when probably. she meets somebody who enjoyed who, it for other reasons than just like parties and boys. It's yes. And I'm like, new. oh my gosh, you learned so much in a sorority. <laughs> if you could just skip that rushing part. Yeah, that part's horrible. If you could skip that it's part. It's weird. I yeah. think and the fact that weird. people on TikTok now can have like a little glimpse into it. Oh, it's, it is. It's pretty. It's I was trying to explain it all to her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Madge just kept me informed on the Are you going to do a YouTube channel, Madge, with your outfits for Rush no. or what? Have oh, you gone through? No, I'm second semester Rush. Oh. So I always felt so bad for girls who are second semester because you have to be good first semester. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's Janae's probably thrilled about that. I, I know. <laughs> like, she's going to hold it together yeah, in the first four all, months. Yeah, exactly. You have to make grades. You have to do all that stuff. You have stuff. to do all that. Yeah. It's probably, it's positive. <laughs> it's, it's positive. <laughs> it's positive. Um, so then all four years? All four and plus, you got, plus. you knew? There was a plus. Well, oh. you, so it was the mid-80s. I graduated Cassidy in 82. The economy here, this is probably a really good segue. Yeah. Was not so great in eighty six when I graduated. So eighty two was when Penn Square Bank fell. Was it eighty two? Yeah, I think it was eighty two or eighty three. Okay. Eighty So right when you were graduating from high school. Right. And eighty six I took a banking class. It was a graduate level class and the textbook was Penn Square Bank. No the way. Instructor, were they using that all over the country or just at OSU, I wonder? Uh I don't remember that. But like the instructor was, was that wrote the book was our instructor. Was your instructor. And he worked okay. for the FDIC or so the FSLIC, was, whichever one it was at the time. Yeah, was the textbook about what not to do? Yes. Okay. Yes. Was, yeah, I'm like, wait. <laughs> what not to do. I never understood it. Yeah. It, I don't understand. Yeah. I, I attended class every day. That's good. <laughs> and I remember that we had to do um, an oil and gas loan was our project. Of course, none of us knew anything about it. This will date me because that's okay. But Go there, word processors had not come out. So like Word or... Right. There or, was definitely no Lotus, one, was, two, three, or there no, was none that, of that. that came, but that did come about a year later okay. when I graduated. But we went to, one of my closest friends worked for the OSU Foundation. They had the big word processor. She goes, we'll make this look really professional. And it looked awesome. <laughs> was we any of the information right? None of it. We got an A for the presentation. For the, the presentation. And he's like, I should give you an F because you're totally wrong. He said, but it looked good. Well, there you go. <laughs> he was ready to get rid of we're us. Really, we're so rewarding important year. things. Yeah. It looked good. So the oil bust had happened. Penn Square had happened. Um, so I stayed in school for one more semester. I lacked three hours for the economics double major. So I went. So here's what I found out. Four years and one week is enough of college. Yes. You After think the, you want that. I think you want that. You know, no. Not yeah, all me. your friends are gone. Uh-huh. You're left behind. You're left behind. And, and you're like 22 and 18-year-olds yeah. are not appealing anymore. And Eskimo Joe's had not expanded. expanded a lot. It had a little. So we just would sit at the bar every Everyone's night. Everyone's like, who's that old girl at the bar? Yeah. <laughs> Why is she still here? Why is she yeah. still here? She's still here. Well, so. how did you know you wanted to be a business major? I mean, were your... Other female counterparts or your friends, were they majoring in business? Did your dad encourage you to go into business? What made you? Well, I knew. So we had a family business that I knew I was not going to go into. There was a lot of family in there. They didn't need another Mm -hmm. person. And so I just knew I needed a business background for whatever I chose to do, which I had no clue. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I had no clue. And I'll tell you how it all started. I think it was junior year. And it was, I think it was my marketing professor. 
I walked in a class one day and he goes, you need to be a stockbroker because that's what we used to call that's it back what, I, I was going to say, I mean, I was like, I think the name just uh-huh. changed. We, 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 we were having broker. this whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's I told kind you, of a negative you, connotation well, today. It, it, it feels dated, and it goes it so is. much beyond stock. So you, yeah, you know, right. We do so much beyond stock. So he's because you like to talk to people. What was the, <laughs> pretty much? I said, "Why?" He said, "Because you know everybody on campus." Which maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> fairly <laughs> so social. He felt like you did. He felt like I did. So during the holidays, I came home. I went and met with my parent stockbroker, uh, Bill, who is just a lovely man. Still works for our is firm. He still. Uh-huh. Alive? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. He's, okay. Um, but man- now Bill would be considered a wealth manager yeah. or financial yeah. advisor. Yeah. Wealth wealth management advisor, okay. financial advisor. Yeah. Every firm calls it something different. And we do advise on everything from stocks, bonds, and cash to life. And really what we are, relationship managers. Yes. So I asked Bill at the time, what should I do if this is something I'm interested in? And he said, go work for IBM or Xerox. Okay. This is kind of precursor to pharmaceutical reps. Yes. Right? Okay. Because that would really be Because you were great selling entree. like Xerox machines yeah. maybe. And you right. And so making you relationships. With you were, business got owners. You meet with business owners. He said this will help set you up with a good um, contact base. So I went to I, IBM came on campus. First interview, not asked back. Not surprised. <laughs> Did they ask you any technology questions? Uh, <laughs> I well, guess it was sort of not really even pre. It's really pre, pre that, right? Tech, this is eighty six mainframes or something. What, what was it? Maybe not mainframes. Yeah, no, it, it would have been mainframes. Yeah, computer. It was just definitely pre. Yeah. Well, they were just starting, just very early PCs, but really the mainframe. Wait, okay, I'm having trouble with this. Uh-huh. You're going to have to bear with me a lot through this interview oh, because it's a little over my head. But so like, what is the correlation between understanding the market and selling IBM or okay. Xerox? Great question. So like, am I, am I missing something? No, no, not at all. It's okay. I just probably skipped a step in No, there. no, I just like, why would that be a client base that you could later on start conversations with them so, about okay, investing So if you're selling somebody an IBM, then you can call on them later and say, okay, so if you can afford an IBM, you might be a- Well, take it one step further. Business yeah. owners would be having needs for retirement plans, oh, okay. personal savings later, later on down the road. But you don't think like the, but the advice, so it was just for a client base. It yeah. wasn't for not knowledge. for Not for knowledge, just a client uh, base. But also, and learning sales. Yes, teaching you how to go. How to be a salesperson. How to contact a business owner. At the end of the day, them, we're salesmen, sales huh. people. See, and which, I by the way, they don't teach you in business school. Just so you know, no, like, no, no, no. sales is a dirty word in business school. It is a dirty word. They but, think well, it's like yeah. beneath you. Today, that's what I do all day. Right? Yeah, right. It's mar- it's marketing. Marketing's. So many things are lumped into that term marketing. Mm-hmm, right. Marketing your podcast, marketing my services. We're all selling something, We're right? We're all selling something. Exactly. <laughs> they just don't like that word. They didn't. Yeah. It was a dirty word in the 80s, yeah. too. So that hasn't changed. Um, so it really was to build a client base because in this business, when you're starting, you really have to have a lot of contacts because everybody's going to tell you no. And at 22 years old, which I was then, what did I know? I didn't know the difference between a stock and a bond, even the day I started. But, Emmy, there's more. I I end up... No, I'm so interested. I end up going to Xerox for for my first interview. They asked me back for a second, and I go all the way through the process. And at the time, they interviewed 250 candidates. They brought it down to five. I was one of the five. How many were men? I don't know if I ever saw them. 
Oh, you didn't know who was but it was. But it was a good mix. IBM was, I mean, Xerox was, re- and IBM too, they were really in the forefront of hiring women. They That's really good. were. Because there one of go. my sorority sisters was working for Xerox at the time. She was wildly successful. And I did a, back in those days, you'd do a ride along and then they'd report. I did actually ride along with her. I rode along with one of the managers who was a woman also at the oh, time. Well, there you oh, my gosh. And, um, and it was quite a process. But it was early 87 now. Okay. And I kept waiting for my packet. It never came. I picked up the phone. I said, I've been waiting for the offer. Oh, we were just about to call you. We're on a hiring freeze. Like, oh, no. All right. So long story short, I go to my dad. I go, well, okay, that didn't work out. Now. <laughs> I just, ideas. I just need ideas. I ended up working for a bank for a year. And this is where Lotus One Two Three comes in, which I am not a techie person. I go to work for a small bank, and I by December or November they put me in this special project. This is like the okay, it was a great experience, but no way would I've done this for a second year. But I I was in charge of any client with the bank that had a loan. Or a bank balance of $100,000. They got a personal visit from a bank officer with a gift. So that I was had you? to wrap the 1300 gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I hate wrapping You should have gotten today. yourself an intern. <laughs> <laughs> I was the intern. I was going to say, I think that's what I you I was the intern. intern. Yeah. I had to map. I, well, oh, first, I had to find out who was deceased. to get a map deceased. and lay it out on the table. Oh, yeah. There was no Google Maps. In it. No. So I had to find out who was deceased. Well, that was hard. Oh, yeah. Because there was no internet. No. No. <laughs> I just remember, there's no internet yet. <laughs> I mean, it hadn't been invented. There's no cell phone where you get lost no, going to these none people's of houses. And I did it. And it 1,300 thir- people. And this was about a two-month project. And I put it all in Lotus 123. I didn't even know how to use Lotus 123. I taught myself. <laughs> did they even... I guess they did. Anyone at the bank know how to use it? No, probably not. It probably they brand. had it like on the computer, they had but nobody it on the had computer. To... I was like, "Well, I'll play with this." So, if you're graduating in you know late '80s, mm-hmm. you're in Oklahoma City. Are the finance jobs in banks? Is that kind of where that's really where probably where was it was? Going? So it was either that, or I guess being or a stockbroker, a stockbroker. I mean, but that was sort of it. In Oklahoma that City. was it. Yeah, because there that was, was it. It wasn't like today you have private equity and you have venture capital. They didn't have that then, right? right? I'm trying to think. I was trying to think of this yesterday. There were no hedge funds. There were, it was, you went to the bank. The state in the, gosh, when would this have been? Mid nineties. There was a venture capital, private equity thing that was established in the state. And I'm sorry, it escapes my memory now. Was it established like it was a private government? Joint venture yeah, kind of a thing, kind of like that, and you you got a state tax credit if you invested in it. Yes, like I remember this five thousand right. dollars. Okay, and so they ran through our office was run. They ran the investment, raising the capital through our office, and um, it it was slow to come together because something like that can take 10, 15, 20 years to really come to fruition. We've made a lot of headway in this state, you know, and and I think. A lot of that really probably came in the film industry, right? Yeah. Where oh. we really started to wake up. I think you've had my sister-in-law, Allison, on yes. in the past. We oh, she's your sister-in-law? Her. Yes. Oh. She was love married her. to my youngest brother, Greg. And I think Allison and a lot of her group were really instrumental in 
bringing that industry to Oklahoma. And because they needed investment from outside the yeah, state to make it happen. Exactly. And, they had to f- and now today you have a lot of investment within the state. And, you know, you, we were laughing about Edmond and Oklahoma City. I really thought you were going to say from outside. Me of too. Because <laughs> we are growing. Yeah, definitely. With, without a doubt. And whether we're growing because Texas is full, they're coming here. <laughs> I have no idea. There's a lot of other reasons but, I think they're going to leave Texas now, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, we won't. Oh, on the podcast. Yeah, there's, who knows? <laughs> yeah, we'll just skip that. But uh, anyway, yeah. I, I digress. No, I, I think that's so interesting, though, because my parents moved to Oklahoma City in 1990. Okay. Um, and people were thanking them for moving here because at the time oh, nobody, nobody was nobody here. here. Nobody. And I mean my parents said they would, you know, go out to dinner and they'd be like, oh my gosh, like welcome. And I mean people were just enthralled. Falling over backwards to have them well, for dinner. They're like somebody new to talk I to. Think that, yeah. At that time there had been that big exodus of sure. people who had, you know, retired probably. or kids were grown. They'd left the state. After Penn Square Bank probably yeah. for sure. Well, oh for sure. Oil my whole too. class pretty much left. left. There's a small handful of us that here, here, are here, yeah. But most of my closest friends, well, we have a group of girls, about eight, eight of us that still talk almost daily. Oh my! Three gosh. live here, and the other five live out of state. So yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. I wonder if One that's about the same now, though. I would say that's, that's probably, probably about the same. Yeah, my best group of girlfriends, similar. three of us are here, and three live away. Yeah. I mean, which isn't bad. No, it's different today because. People Keep will probably maybe start moving back. I think they I will. Hope so, I mean, well, we're much more diversified as a state than we were. Oh, so, much you know, more. It's much more. I ended up working for the bank for a year. I was going to say. So, what did you do after? Well, then, uh, as luck would have it, bad luck for somebody else because it was a funeral. But uh, oh. as luck would have it, Bill, the um, advisor, I will tell you the real story. He's my mother's cousin. We were at a family <laughs> funeral. He turned around. He said. I need you to quit your job. This is a Friday evening. I need you to quit your job Monday and come work with me. I was like, I haven't done what you told me to do. I, I didn't get the job at Xerox. Xerox. I'm, I'm just, just, just delivering these presents. <laughs> really. And he said, I'll teach you everything you need to know. And here's what happened. They inherited the OSU Foundation account. Oh, so this would have did been, he know that when he said to you? Yes. Gotcha. They had just, the advisor who had it took a management job, moved to California. That left the foundation back in the Oklahoma City office. And that is how it all started. March 14th of 1988, oh my I joined gosh. the firm. And the first thing they did was teach me bonds. And any you will not have any idea what this means. <laughs> but back then, you, you, could, you could buy a CD and get paid 10% on it. What? High inflation times. I was going to say, that sounds really high. <laughs> it was really high. Now, if you bought a house, the mortgage was 18%. What? So now the ratio is probably about the same. By the time that I started at our firm. Oh my gosh. So did no, I mean, obviously people weren't buying houses if it was 18%. They were not buying houses and, but they were buying CDs. And here's why, because Penn Square Bank had gone down and the big fear in Oklahoma was was what other banks are going to go down. I want my money insured. Right. So they were still six years later. Oh yeah. And it's still like that today, by the way. Really? Uh, Really? Oh yeah. People are terrified because we've had... Uh, 2008, 2009 right. drawdown in the market. People are terrified. But was the bank insured? Was it FDIC insured uh-huh. at the time for the same amount that it isn't it like two hundred thousand? It's two hundred fifty thousand. But today. if you had more than that, then you were you were out of out luck. Of luck. <laughs> yeah, I graduated high school in two thousand eight. It was kind of wild. That was a hard time. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just weird because like we just I went to college and like some people I, I was going to TCU. 
And it was weird because some people had enrolled and they didn't come. And so sad. It's so sad. It was very, I mean, and it was weird because I felt like I was in a bubble, right? I mean, you know, going to Cassidy, having friends whose families do well, things like that. And then you leave the real world, like I'm sure as Madge understands, Mm -hmm. like she's about to do it. And then all of a sudden you realize like that that stability isn't everywhere. That's right. And so, yeah. And and 2008 and 2009 was so different than March of last year. Yeah. And I don't. In what well, way? Well, because we didn't have the housing crisis. The housing right, crisis created was, the 2008-2009 yes. bubble. I'm not saying that we won't have that again because we could. I mean, with the way the market is, <laughs> it really, yeah. Yeah, it's a little well, nerve-wracking. Interest rates are pretty low right now, so it's pretty easy. To- and that's fueled a lot of the frenzy in the housing market. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of asks, this is coming to sort of my first investment okay. question. Because my husband, I mean- like I said, I'm a millennial. We are not the most, <laughs> they're not the greatest. But I would greatest. say you're responsible. Well, no, I feel you're like. You're sort of like wise beyond your years, I feel No, like. no, no, no. I, I really could save a lot more money. I, I think. Well, you're, way, you're way ahead of me, Emmy. Let's just put it that but, way. Um, I, one thing I feel like a lot of people I know who are my age we're doing right now is real estate investing. So my husband has started doing this. I'm on board with him. We're, you know, buying small rental properties, duplexes, single family houses. But then when I hear about the housing crisis, it like kind of makes me like jolt a Well, little. that you're overpaying, right? I mean, like the right. well, you, you may be overpaying, but are you attempting to flip them or are you attempting to rent them? Well, so we're doing the Burr method. So, I don't know what this that's is. New. That's new. What um, is this? Is this a millennial term? Uh, yes, yeah. I don't understand. So it's, this. <laughs> I'm a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's essentially you buy. So Jeff has a whole spreadsheet, right? So we haven't actually been able to buy a ton of rental properties recently because they are overpriced. Okay. So it does. So have, this is a valuation method. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, so basically, like the way they get this. well, yeah. and this is like thanks to my dad mm-hmm. because he had this whole spreadsheet, and then Jeff was like, "This is." brilliant because it essentially it it saves your money right i mean you're never going to overpay right. you can but basically you pay cash you you know refurbish the house refinance and then get your money out so okay. you actually end up getting you make more are you right. selling it no no you you're just refinance right. so like Okay, let me try. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, So, like, say you pay 90K for a house, Mm -hmm. you put in 15,000, you get a renter in for 900 to 1,000. I cannot believe what people are paying. Oh, it's crazy. It is. I mean, some, yes, I cannot believe the rental market is insane. But then you essentially go to the bank. They say, oh, the house is worth 125,000 or whatever. Yeah. Not 150. That would be insane. But then you essentially get that. You have more uh, equity. yeah. Yeah. And then you just buy it, you use that money to then buy the next house and do the same thing. So it's basically a snowball. But you got to be able to buy the next thing. Well, that's the problem is with this market. It it can become a liquidity trap. Right, exactly. Right. And that's what we saw in 07 was when it topped out. And I'll share a story. Yes, please do. Former client. (laughs) (laughs) No. Who was doing this in Florida? Because that's really where the hot spot was. What's the 05, movie 06? with Ryan Gosling? Uh, oh. And they, I think they they talk about California, but they also talk about Florida, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, I think he's at a strip club, and the stripper is talking about like the duplexes and rental homes. I think she that's owns. right. Yes. Uh, what is it? That movie? Uh, I don't know. I saw. Oh, it. the big what? Uh, 
Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. We'll, we'll think about it. Well, yeah. okay. okay. So the former clients and so he had a house that he bought for eight hundred fifty thousand. We'll say. One year later, almost to the day, he gets an offer for a million. He calls me. He says, "What should I do?" I go, "Sell, sell." <laughs> and if capital gains were going to be what a third, let's third. Say. yeah, yeah. I said, so put fifty thousand. You're clearing a hundred minus expenses. That's a good day. Yeah, right. Well, he says, "Well, the realtor's the one who made the offer, so he must know something we don't know." And I'm thinking, and I said. That's doubtful. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a crazy amount of money. It's that, the big short, by the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry, yes, sorry. Yes. It's a big okay. short. Yeah, yeah. Which is what this is, right? It can be, yeah. Right. So he he took equity out uh-huh. because of the higher value now, and then he bought another property. Then he calls me. He says, can we go to lunch? So we go to lunch, and he says, tell me why they're charging me 13% interest. I said, because they clearly think you're a credit risk. You need to unload as quick as you can. And it was really only about three months later, it all unraveled. All unraveled. Oh. And he didn't unload, I'm He assuming. did not unravel. Well, he got He a, unraveled. He, he was unraveled. He was unraveled, oh, no. but he did not unload. I hope, I hope he never hears this, but he won't, <laughs> he won't. know it's him. Yeah. He won't know it's him. <laughs> he didn't use his name. <laughs> well, so how did you, when you first started out, how did you get people to trust you, to hire yeah, you? that's how, a like, great question. You were learning the business. I was learning the business. And so we'll go back to the 10% CDs. So, so back in the day- we were one of the few firms that you could buy multiple CDs from banks around the country. So we had a CD program. So I could insure as many C- as many banks as I could find that were offering CDs. I could save that. I could protect that kind of money. So every Tuesday morning, I sent out a letter, 25 people. I probably opened three or four accounts a week. Wow. Okay. And $100,000 accounts, which back then was a lot of money. You would open yeah. three or four accounts a week? A week. Was this because they were paying tens or ten percent on CDs? Yeah, I mean, it was really because of because we the instrument in, that you the instrument, and we could insure that money. Wow! Today, I can't get I can't two percent, one percent, no, point zero one percent, ten. So a hundred. It's basically basis money you have one percent. I can get you maybe five or ten basis, basis points. points. What's the point at that point? I mean, unless there's, no you point. Have, there's no point. I mean, you're not signing with the inflation. paperwork at that point. Yeah, we're technically in negative interest rates today. So inflation is higher than, than your interest rate. So oh. It's negative interest rates without the Fed actually. So negative interest rates would not be great because right. that means all the money you have in the bank, you pay the bank to hold it yeah. for you. Exactly. It's negative interest rates. So so you open these accounts, they stay with you because now you're many learning did, about- Many did, many didn't. But, so I but was, enough did that- yeah. Enough did. And over time, I started to learn the business, which was not just CDs. <laughs> what about what would people would call you on the telephone and ask you questions? So my first job out of college was investment banking. Uh-huh. And I can remember they sent me, I worked for Smith Barney, and they sent me to Seattle. It was real fancy. I got to stay at the Four Seasons. You know, oh, real, and they would send me into days. these mutual fund offices to to talk about whatever deal was coming up. It, right. I mean, I guess it must have been what it was, but it's a I wasn't show. on the I was I was on the corporate finance side, not the other side. So it was a roadshow, basically, right? Mm-hmm. I was telling you about the IPOs that were coming out, whatever. I had no idea what I was talking about, and I was the only one there by myself. So you could like, really answer the question. And Taylor's suit and these shoes that hurt, <laughs> and I remember being so terrified that they were going to ask me a question. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, why am I, they sending a twenty-three-year-old to go on this roadshow? 
No. It's the same reason why 23-year-olds are now consultants. Right. Yeah, let's take, like, what are they consulting, are they consulting on? That's what I'm like. like How I have, do they know what they're I have doing? friends whose kids are mm-hmm. graduating from Vanderbilt and Yale. Oh, and yeah. All these, and, they all and they're all consultants. Bain I'm like, or whatever. Yes. And I'm like, McKenzie. Well, how right. can so you consult now. when you've never been in the workforce? Yeah, <laughs> I just like Because it really is on-the-job training. Right. And for so me, you were learning. Nice as, yeah. And the way our office was positioned, I worked. This was before it was really cool. I worked, it was a team that nobody had teams. We were kind of one of the only teams. Oh. And it was osmosis. It really was. You're I sat there right. and I just listened and I listened to them give, you know, uh, a stock recommendation. Yeah. Hey, back in those days, you sell this stock to buy this stock. You had to get the money somewhere. Yeah. Right. It was all commission trading. That's all, that's all change. Emmy, I like to say it's been 33 years. I like to say I've had four decades. Yeah. And it's all been different. The 80s were high interest rates. The 90s, as interest rates came down, that supported a strong, what we call bull market. Right. And those uh, CD, and we did a lot of municipal tax exempt bonds too at the time, they turned into stock buyers. Right. And then in the 2000s, we had two big drawdowns 2000 to 2002 was the tech bubble. And then 9 11. Yeah. So it started in March of 2000 with the overbought.coms. Oh, yeah. I had some of those. I lived in San Francisco then. Yeah, so it was like, oh, my friend that. works at such and such. Oh, yeah, I'll buy. Oh, yeah. I would call my stock person, Amy Zedlitz, and say, oh, uh-huh. and she'd be like, no, horrible idea, <laughs> Catherine. I'd be like, no, I want S Jeeves. <laughs> Give me that S Jeeves. <laughs> Wait, please tell me you invested in S Jeeves. Oh, yes. Hello. Oh, yeah. My friend John Huber worked there. And Amy said, don't do it. And I did it anyways. You know, it just. It's fine if you sold it. But most people didn't. They wrote them down 70% to 100%. I have a question like really quickly about this. Like, well, I'll come back to it. Go ahead. Well, okay. So now you're talking about this dot com kind of just like it was like I don't frenzy. I know I don't want to call it a land run because I know that that is not PC anymore. But you know what I'm saying? (laughs) We can't say anything. But does that kind of does that kind of mirror what's happening right now with crypto? Maybe. I would say maybe. And okay, so we'll talk about that later. But like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, No, no, I'm just okay. So I want to hear about okay, so the 90s, yeah, 2000s. So the 2000s, you had two big drawdowns. You had the dot com crash, 9 11, and then the the housing, housing, right? The housing bubble. And then what is so for millennials, right? Kind of going back to your age group again, that's a lot of reason why the millennials don't invest. Because, because they saw, they their saw parents that their parents go lose. through two big I mean, it was it was crushing. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're 18, mm-hmm. I mean, I was 18, but even if you're 15 to 23, right? right? I don't know what my generation is, but like around those ages, you understand what's happening you in your household. And another thing that's happening, so you were 18 then, 18 years from 08 is 2026. There's a real drop in the demographics, 18 year olds going to college. Guess what? There's another one. You mean 20? People not going to college. That's just no. Oh, what do you mean? Less. The birth rate went down. Oh, the birth rate went down. Birth rates tend to go down in economic distress. So you're saying my generation is having less babies. 
so Mar- so the pandemic is the second now wave of lower demographics. 2020 was a very low birth rate. Really? I would have thought everybody was having babies because there was nothing What's else to do. What's what we all said? Well, I, mean, I, I don't know if you know this, Janae, but I'm pregnant yes, right yes, now. Yes, so got it. With my third. I heard you out in the waiting room. So, yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. But yeah, well, I call this my vaccination baby because we were so excited to be vaccinated. And now we made some poor decisions after a couple of margaritas. But you know, three's better than That's two. interesting, yeah, really. though, that, I mean, now that you mention it, mm-hmm. though, yeah, like a lot of my friends from college don't have kids. They don't have kids. They, they're still young. Oops. And they I mean, will. they are. But like, but then at the same time, though, I mean, I'm I'm only 31, mm-hmm. but I would say I have, I don't know, out of my good college girlfriends, out of the like the 20 girls in my sorority who I, you know, were friends with, half are unmarried. And half don't even have a boyfriend, right? right? So then it's like you're – I feel like they're against the clock in the sense of the child thing. Not saying that they can't But they don't feel that sense yet. No, No, not at all. Because when you're 31, you still feel like you're 25. That's right. Well, and I think things have changed. I feel like I'm 25. I feel like I'm like 35. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't mean that offensively. Like I'm just saying I think it's just – you know, you're right. I think that I could see what you're saying. And one of our really good guy friends, he has club seats to all the football games this year. And Jeff was like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. I'm like, babe, you chose to have a wife and three kids. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. That's where your club bachelor. seats have gone. Like, exactly. That's uh-huh. what I said. And literally the look on Jeff's face that he realized. <laughs> that <laughs> that that about the club seats. That, and then all of a sudden you'll be in the other seat. Right. You'll well, be in the club seats and they'll be having the uh-huh. kids. I mean, actually, they'll have the best seats because they will have done all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I hope that. I mean, we when we got married young, I was like, listen, we just gotta get this going so that yeah. our <laughs> you want to be young when you have your kids. I was old. I was old. I was. I was old when I got married. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were working. I was working. Yeah. Well, that's okay. So this brings me to my mm-hmm. other. I was talking to Catherine about this. I went again. I went to a girls' dinner. And we were talking about Real Housewives. And I don't know <laughs> if he's favorite subject. My favorite so subject. But, um, Is there a specific? Yeah. So we were talking about Beverly Hills oh. and what's going on <laughs> with Erica Jane. So essentially her husband is Tom Girardi, that very famous lawyer. He is now going through all these legal issues. And essentially she's claiming she didn't know that he had funneled like $20 million into her LLC all of this stuff. And so we talked, we were talking about financial literacy within our friends, right? Mm-hmm. And how many of us know how much money is in our bank account? How many of us, how many of us pay our bills? How many of our husbands pay our bills? Like things like this. Because so these are all really good questions. But you know what I'm saying? So like as a somebody who, you know, you would sit down with my husband and I, like what is your advice for, and I'm not trying to say, I mean, under a traditional, more traditional marriage, right? Like, what right. is your advice for a woman who's Gosh. in her early 30s who isn't working full time? Like, what should she be in charge of, essentially? <laughs> Here's just a special case. You have two and a half. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. busy. yeah. No, I know. But you know but what I mean? It's really interesting because in our practice, we, we do ask, like, when we meet with a new yeah. family, that's a question I ask. Who who pays the bills? Right. And nine times out of ten, it is the wife that pays the bills. Oh, interesting. It really is. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean, mean that they know everything else. So, you know, we always say at least once a year, please bring your wife. And if not, I will meet with her by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times. But that's changed through the years because what I've noticed is that 
there's a lot of his, hers, and ours mm-hmm. monies. Uh, a lot of people will keep their separate checking accounts and then a household account. So we're seeing a lot of that. Well, that's what we were talking about, too, is like I have three friends who their finances are completely separate from their husbands. Yeah. Like they don't have, they might have a joint account for travel. Right. But other than that, it's completely separate. Yeah. That's becoming We, don't, we have a joint account, but... Jim, I'm the only person that operates in it. Right. And other than that, because oh. Jim and I own our own, both own our own businesses. And, you, you know, his, you have to keep it separate. We sort of have to keep it separate. His is completely volatile. I mean, who the heck right. knows what's going on That's over right. there? I mean, I mean, you know, you, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's right. It's a feast I mean, or famine. And so there's no stability on that side. But I mean, we, I, I don't know if we could, we can't marry the two businesses. No. You know? That no, would clearly no, never no, no. work. So no, but you do have to have goals together, right? Yes. At the end of the day, there has to be communication. Or uh, I, I'm going to look up this housewives. Remind me. Man. Oh, it, well, <laughs> I've been telling Catherine, like, listen, Real Housewives. <laughs> There are a lot of things wrong with that show, and I am the first one to admit it. However, this particular season of Beverly Hills is very interesting just because of this lawsuit. Well, and who knows what's going on behind the scenes. Right. right. Because yeah. she clearly might have known what's She might have known, but you also can see how she might not have known, right? She might I mean, not have known. Yeah. I, I think that probably happens more than it should. Have you seen that over the years there are more families or women and men or partners that come to you where both are working as opposed to one is working and one is not? Has that changed at all or is we still pretty traditional in Oklahoma City? No, it's changed a ton. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't even just, it's not even just in my practice, but, you know, Catherine and I sit on the board of Cassidy and we see it there. Much Mm -hmm. more of the the dual working dual working, dual income families. So we're seeing a lot of that. And that's where I get more of that independence issue and try to bring in couples together to really talk about what those goals are. It's not an easy conversation. So are you like you, a therapist yeah. slash oh, financial gosh, yes. advisor? I, I, would say, head, yes. <laughs> I would say in my business, you don't have to have a finance degree or economics degree, probably more of a psychology degree. Right. I actually have an exercise that I do with cards and ranking of what's important. And I have them both do it separate. And then I know whose cards are what. They don't. And then I put it down on a list. And then we talk about it. And then I tell them who was what. That's interesting. Yeah. Have you ever had anybody stand up and storm out and say. No, 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 (laughs) no. Not mad at you, but mad at their partner. That's actually, I think I want to do that with my husband. I think just so we have a better understanding of our goals, right? Because that's what it is. And you're 31. So. Yeah. You have a little more. You can't necessarily look 30 years out. No. Because that's just too big. Exactly. So take it in five-year increments. So we have three children. First thing to talk about is what? Education. Education. How are you going to fund it? Yes. And that is scary. I because mean. it is it is <laughs> scary. These colleges, TC. Talk about a crisis of that we have in the, going on in the United States is the price of college. The price of college is, is it should unattainable. Never have it should never have happened. It is unattainable for 90% of the population. Cars, everything we have in this country because of the loans. way we use debt, debt loans. and how we market the debt mm-hmm. going back to the early yeah. 90s. So first car I ever leased was my 30th birthday. I was bored. I need a new car. So I go, I wanted to try an SUV. So I got a Ford Explorer, two-year lease. I called the CPA. I was smart enough. I didn't know anything. I, James, if I lease or buy, what's the difference? He goes, for you, it doesn't really matter. Lease it. He said, I'm, gonna, I'm going to account for it the same way, which 
I was driving a lot to see clients, so there was mileage and things. So yeah. it was a benefit. Um, but I think leasing, I think low interest rates, these student loans. The student loans. Government-backed student loans. I yeah. Mean, I don't know. I mean, I might get in trouble for, for saying this, but this is like crack for colleges. Yeah. Right. So you can just build all these buildings and and the kids are still going to pay for it. They're going to pay eighty thousand dollars a year to go to it. And I don't know if TCU is up to eighty, but it's I probably think pretty it's close. About, I mean, when I was it's there, like it was 70. in the high forties. Well, it's a lot more. It's like that. seventy That's what something I'm saying. now. Probably I, is it really? Well, when I went to my That's wild, I don't know, twenty year college reunion. I mean, the campus at Georgetown had completely changed. I mean, parking lots were now buildings. I right. Mean, and there was a kind of a billboard marketing piece about a new dorm that was going up okay right and they were listing out all the benefits of these this dorm and i swear to god it said granite countertops it probably did it was I mean, probably a developer that did it yeah so and I'm the like, school didn't do it it like ou has their their regular cross, dorms i mean it was on cross, campus cross village cross village I don't know. I think a developer did that. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, this university. was literally on campus. Right. They're on campus. They're on campus. And I'm like, does school, a school, college school. kid really need granite countertops? No. no. I mean, we had like wooden furniture that Max, was literally you describe 30 your years dorm? old. It's yes. What is 12 it? foot by 15 foot. Do you have a roommate? Oh, we yes, do. you do have a roommate. So maybe the size of this room. Mm-hmm. About? Yeah. Yeah, yeah yes. it's about the size of this room. And how old is the furniture? Uh, well, it's the oldest dorm um, on campus. Okay. It survived Hurricane Katrina. Oh, and Ida, it sounds like. And Ida. <laughs> so she's sturdy. She's sturdy. Yes. Um, it's tiny. Yeah. And okay. you don't have granite countertops. Okay. I, I, I don't no. have That's good. countertops in general. <laughs> I have a desk. And you share a bathroom. That was a thing. Like private bathrooms. Bathroom. Yeah. Kitchen. We, I was like, no, 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 no. There's no character building. One time my roommate threw terrible. up under my chair, my desk chair. I didn't know. And so I sat down to study and I was like, what is that smell? And I couldn't find it. It's under my chair. Just giving you a heads up. So you definitely don't need anything nice yeah. in there. No, you don't. No. You don't need Can't anything. I got to meet matches. Roommate. Yes, I did Friday the football night. game the other yes. night. So Madge's roommate flew in from Atlanta. Fun. She she got out the night before. She got out the Friday before Ida hit. Yeah. Wow. And she lives outside of Atlanta. So she got to see Oklahoma City. What did she think about Oklahoma City? Where well, you can answer our question was, at the end of the podcast yeah, where about you where took you took her. her. Okay. Don't tell us yet. But did she yeah. like it? Yeah. She did. She did. She called us. She called our town cute. Oh, oh, it's cute. It is cute. I love that. Okay, so let's go back while we have a little bit of time. <laughs> I do want to ask you about crypto. Okay, because I am a millennial, and I've been like not. I mean, I've not studied it, but I've listened to a lot of podcasts about it, and I keep trying to understand. Well, it's, I mean, it is. Sorry, I'm trying. I. Exp- do you guys invest in crypto? Do uh, people ask you about it all the time? People it, ask me about it. Is it, it too daily. volatile? Is it kind of So if we go broad right. crypto, there's clearly a place for it. Um uh, what that looks like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh digital currencies will be the future. So you we're do not gonna think paper that. money. I do think that. Because yeah. we th- I think that, but I think decentralized is also the way of the future. Possibly, but the central you banks can't will get loan. involved, right? I mean, well, they will, and, then, and they're already starting. And then guess to do what? That. And then the the returns will go down as soon as they sure, get sure, involved. Sure, sure, sure. So if you were in Bitcoin ten years ago, you're psyched. You've done well. If you get into Bitcoin today, you're not buying the same amount risk. risk well, the same it. amount because it, there's only so many coins. Right. I know enough to be dangerous. So <laughs> anybody who's listening, do not take my advice on this. <laughs> 
I'm not, I know enough to be dangerous too. I just, so like, I'm not talking about the Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian, influency crypto. Like, I think that people are getting sucked into that. I think it's really stupid. That that's I, that's chasing the dream, right? Right, right. I, I I'm not thinking about crypto like, oh, I want to invest ten thousand dollars to be a millionaire. I'm not right. th- saying that. I'm saying like, what do you think is if you were to give advice on investing in that arena, what would you tell a client? Because we can't invest in it at our firm, it's that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. So, or me personally as a friend, I yeah. guess. Um, do your research. I mean, yeah, it's really a do your research. I mean, your big ones are uh, Bitcoin, right? Ethereum. Ethereum. There's what's the Coinbase? No, um, well, Coinbase is, is the app that's where, that that that's where you trade them all. Okay, yeah. yeah. What I was telling you know, you can buy PayPal has a place you can buy them. Well, and I sort Venmo of, too. I, think, I right? asked, Venmo. They're all yeah, going yeah. to have it. Square I asked the other day, yeah. should I take Bitcoin at Greta? I was asking. Jim Timberlake. And he's like, oh, Catherine, that's crazy. You don't need to be taking Bitcoin and credit. I'm like, why not? He goes, what are you going to do with it once you take it? I'm like, well, maybe I'm going to invest. In well, I don't, buy, and I, don't I don't know what the tax implications it. are of that because that's know. all changed. So right. if you mine a coin today, you might as well just sell it because you can't risk the the volatility of what that yesterday was right. down eleven percent Bitcoin was I mean all of a sudden during the day it just puked just <laughs> I mean like at ten a.m. it just, it just went, went down down mm-hmm. I don't know where it is today it was probably flat or so but, but I don't, you can't look at it probably every day just like you can't look at a stock every day uh, right and if you're going to own that then you're going to own it for the long term like you're like you're saying mm-hmm. and well that's just what so this one financial advisor who I listened to on a podcast was uh-huh. basically like, you need, think of it like a stock. Yeah. You have to have a three-year goal, right? I don't know if you agree with three years, but that's kind of what she said. I kind of say four, but four, four years of market cycle. Exactly. Sure. She said, think about it like, where do you want it to be in three years? Mm-hmm. And yeah, who knows what it'll do? But it just, when you guys were talking about the dot-com like era, I, know, like, I was well, like, wait, is this the same thing? Um, well, okay. So we'll go back to that. So the dot-com era literally this happened around the country and we it's take it tongue in cheek right the shoe shine boy was giving stock tips okay <laughs> today because he signed shine the shoes of such and such yeah. ceo well now today shoes. it's like people on tiktok right mm-hmm. yes it's the same yes. thing uh-huh. it's the same thing right well I, I you know if it acts like a bubble if it looks like a bubble acts like a bubble it likely could be a bubble yeah that doesn't mean that there won't be survivors because there will be mm-hmm. and so we know too for sure they're probably going to be the survivors. Yeah, even, and there's, yeah. yeah. it's going to depend on what the Treasury Department decides to do. And Janet Yellen, I think, has already she's the head of the Treasury currently. I think she's already gone away from creating their own to looking at what's already out there. Interesting. So you do think it'll be? Well, it'll I do think so. Centralized, it'll be somehow it regulated. It will. That it's already starting to get regulated, and they're already taxing it. So it, as you mine it. You owe twenty percent. I may be wrong 20%. on this. I think you own a. Tw- I think there's a twenty percent tax right when you mine so, it. You- That's due during the quarter. Okay, or maybe the next quarter. Again, I don't know. So anybody listening, don't take my advice. Yes, no, because <laughs> I don't research. know enough. Yes, but but I do. To answer your question, it is here to stay in some way, shape, or form. Gotcha. And it will get it will get into the main currency at some point maybe it's in the next 10 years i was gonna say when like if you had to predict and when firms will start because i even we 
have we have a local um, wealth management company that we love, and I like texted my girl and was like, "Hey, I was like, I want to like I, want, crypto. I was like, can you set up my wallet and my keys?" And she was like, "No, no. I know. So, absolutely not." I have a I have a client who's older who called me six months ago. His name is Walter. So you have kind of a mental image. He's, I love Walter. He's <laughs> he darling. looks like a Walter. He's, he's a Walter. And he says, I, I want to buy Bitcoin. I said, well, Walter, I can't do that for you. He says, well, I need you to do it. I said, well, we don't have it. I said, you know, you're going to have to go online. Your boys can come over and set this up for you. Well, I don't want to go online. I said, then you don't, then want, you don't want Bitcoin. <laughs> what? You probably, if you can't buy an airline ticket online, you probably you shouldn't probably be buying Bitcoin. <laughs> I talked to him yesterday. I was like, have you? And it was down 11%. He goes, oh boy, I can't handle that. <laughs> Walter won't buy a stock. Oh, oh well, so then Walter is dead. Does, does not need to buy a stock. I think crypto is a little, yeah. little oh too God. volatile she for She has a little bit then. of stock, but. Oh, okay. What if you're going to, let's say you go to OU, you come out, you have a finance degree, mm-hmm. and you want to stay in Oklahoma City and work in oh finance. You want to you want to somehow have a financial job. What do you recommend but people do? So what are the options? There's so many things you could do because there's CFO positions and corporations but, need. They're financial guys and gals. Mm. They need them. And we didn't really, I mean, when we were growing up, it was Kerr McGee. Uh-huh. I mean, what else? Where did you maybe went to go work for a hospital? Yeah, I mean, like, like look at look at OU Foundation, for example, or OSU Foundation. There's positions there for CFAs, uh, Certified Financial, financial Analyst, yeah. which is a really hard program. That's so a, like, I four tests of like, it's got, and it's getting harder. Uh, so there's those opportunities. And also a lot of the large corporations have those two on staff. Um, and, and, you know, you don't have to have an accounting degree. You can have a finance degree. And that really can opens you have an because, econ degree. You can have an econ degree because they're all, um, oh, what's somehow the word? you have to take all of the base courses probably. They're to have analytical, each one right? Yeah. Statistics, and, and, and maybe. It's, uh, statistics. Statistics is becoming very popular right now. Oh, it sounds really? like sitting in front of a computer oh, crunching oh, numbers all man. day. I can't. I, I mean, took, I I took one stat class. That was enough for me. I liked, me I liked too. the class. Freshman I didn't year. want to go beyond Let's that. Let's see, Madge will no. do fine with it because she loves sports. And sports is all about statistics. There you go, Madge. Oh, well, if I had it's been given that. sports data to analyze, I might have been you interested in it. But if, they were if it like, was taught that way. Analyze so, like the price of an airline right. seat. I was like, oh. My really econ, care. first econ class. I did not go to school to be an economics major. First class, he talks about beer. It's like, I'm hooked. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I understand that. Supply and demand. I got it. I kept going. I kept, and all of a sudden he's like, why are you still coming to my classes? I said, because you're the only one that teaches the upper level classes. And he said, but you're a finance major. I said, Yep, and I have enough classes to be a econ, econ major. Right. Too. There you go. So it was. I loved it because it's the analytical side, and you can get bigger and broader. And I don't know if I answered your question, but there's so many. There's a lot of financial operators. Every company needs financial people. Are yeah. there? Can you? There's no corporate finance in Oklahoma City. I mean, I guess you can no, go. There's surely not. As far do, as. Sell bonds as far as investment banking right, so, goes. Right, so there's no investment banking. There's really not. But there is a little bit of private equity. There's a some little private bit equity. of. Mm-hmm. There's VC. more than. There's probably. There are a few. I can think of four or five right off the yeah, top of my head. Yeah, I was going to say actually, I can mm-hmm. too. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, so let's ask our first final question because I think this is a good segue. So, we always say, you know, Oklahoma City in ten years your industry in 10 years and then yourself personally in 10 years, kind of where do you see all those three things falling? Okay. 
first one was Oklahoma City uh-huh. in 10 years. Any order you want to do them. Any order. Well, let's do them in that order. Oh, gosh. I think Oklahoma City in 10 years, population will be bigger. I hope so. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, opportunities will continue to grow because we are diversifying. And it really goes to what we just talked about. And it's these private equity companies who are investing in innovation. And we have a lot of innovation in Oklahoma City, a lot of software innovation that nobody's really talked about. Um, It's something my brother Greg and I talked about. How could we set up some sort of innovation corridor? They do it in St. Louis. We have the innovation hub, the innovation district downtown, right? Yeah, we do now. This was before, before that. I was like, that. God, we need to be able to get seed money to, you know, software create. Because these are not jobs that really hit the radar, right? right. Because they're one or two people. They're not right. big corporations. They're not coming to recruit at OU and mm-hmm. OSU. Yeah. And so we need to figure out how do we recruit some of these bigger companies and not just the defense contractors. So we've diversified at least from oil and gas, a little bit more defense. Our nonprofit world's pretty big. Pretty big. It is big. Uh, and, and really impressive people that run our local nonprofits. Yes. Probably... Yeah. You know, they're definitely national caliber on many of these large nonprofits that we have. So that was question one. Yes. Question two was? your industry, so finance in Oklahoma City. I mean, I think it will continue to, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, It will splinter off. So I think you're going to see these larger firms, uh, more independent channels. I think you, you said, Emmy, that you work with a more independent person. Yes. Well, Group. yeah. Well, not really. Heritage Trust. Oh well, no. They're they're actually pretty large. Well, pretty now much. they well now they definitely are. Yeah. Right. Now they are. When they started, they were local. Much, much, yeah. Yeah. And it's not local so much anymore. Anymore. It's really, yeah. It's, really gotten large. But they're great. Uh, so trust companies, very pretty similar to what we do too. Yeah. In the brokerage world, um, then you have a lot of the independent wealth management people. Uh, and all the banks offer it, right? So JP Morgan has their investment arm. Wells Fargo, of course, has their their. It's not in a Wells Fargo branch because we don't have this. We here. don't have a Wells Fargo. Know, we I do was, have the investment management. Oh, I we do. That, They're I in always my... thought that was so interesting. Do you know why we don't have Wells Fargo here? No, there used to be a commercial department in my building, and then that closed There's down. There's something at some point. in the Waterford. Really? Or there was a wa- there was the, an office at the waterfront. That is wealth management. That's wealth, wealth management. management. Yeah. I just like when my husband and I were merging our bank accounts. He was coming from Texas, and right. I mean, and no a- Wells Fargo. Yep. Right. Yeah. I don't know why. I know it's interesting. A lot but- of. Do you think well, we're very local bank centric in Oklahoma, which is like every other mm-hmm. industry, right? I mean, I feel like we have such a in Oklahoma local centric. We are, and it's. I think it's that southern charm and the relationship so our smaller kind of local loan got bigger and bigger through the years so bank of oklahoma mid first mid first uh bank first mm-hmm. stillwater bank which is oh, yeah which is sold to so, so starts the, that's another mm-hmm. s um madge i'll be interested to see if you think that oklahoma is still in the south after going to tulane because this is a big conversation between it, my friends who go to Schools in the south. In the south, I know we've. I know I, know. I wouldn't really. She call was very it. specific. They all say the that it is in the south. That Oklahoma that is. That Oklahoma is. Well, oh, see, go. I wouldn't think. Well, that, they also but. always forget. They're like, oh, people actually live in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're actually from there. It's like well, it's not a joke. Like yeah. it's the twenty second largest city in the country, Oklahoma City. I know. Is it twenty second or seventeenth? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Twenty second. We'll look Shoot. it up. I think it. I think it jumped up. 
Oh, I thought 20 seconds. Maybe was it is. Jump up. What do I Maybe. know? Yeah. Okay, 10 years for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, probably I'll be retired by then. Really? Well, that'd be 40 years. Bill's still working. <laughs> I mean, you can't retire before Bill does. Well, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I sometimes wonder, I'm like, what would I actually do all day long if I didn't go to work? Um, what would, I mean, I, I could fill my time with nonprofits and on and on and on, but there is something my about dad having a place to go every it. day. You know what I mean? And then he I went, don't think men should retire. Really? No, no I don't they think need so. a place to go. They don't need okay. to be meddling around. Women are nesters. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm not a. I'm a binge watch you TV kind of So you could watch really? Friends in the middle of the day and really? feel okay about it. I could. You're not going to last very long with that, though, I don't think. No, I wouldn't. Um, if I could shrink my practice and just have 20 to 30 clients, that would be perfect. And I could work a lot longer and not have not necessarily work 10, 12 hours a day. Yeah, well, that makes sense. You can, Which I don't you do can that today, but... Have some young people that come hours. and work underneath you and you can... Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, that's really been difficult it has it and why it's not an industry i mean to kind of go back and i know we're going to run out of time here but they don't really want to go in our industry it's the millennial age group it's just not their thing. do you know i had somebody younger, call younger me gen- younger gen z does. gen z i had someone call me who went to mm-hmm. cassidy whom mm-hmm. i coached in field hockey she called me on the phone the other day and i answered and i was like oh my gosh hi what are you doing and she's like well you know i lived in dallas and i've come back to oklahoma city to do wealth management with my dad and I wanted to know whether or not you wanted to have a meeting. And she, I mean, and I was that like, may God, or may not work where I work. The, I mean, that may or, but, <laughs> uh-huh. that may or may not. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much for the telephone call. Yeah. Like, I knew that was, she had to be, that took a lot of guts. And she's Gen Z. She's, she's Gen probably Z. 26, yeah, somewhere around 27. No, and I was like, you know what? Just recently What moved a back. great job. She for started it. down there. Yeah, she started she down there, and now she's there. moved back. I have not talked to her, so I, I don't know. And but. I was really proud of her. I was like, oh, my God. And let me tell you. She'll, she'll do great. Coaching her in high school, I never would have thought this was going to be her profession. And now I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Well, she so grew there's up a around young, it. Yeah, she grew up around it. Yeah, she saw her dad do it. And so yeah. I was really proud it, of her. It'll be great for them. And if I could bring um, somebody into Match. my business, I would be happy to. <laughs> you know what? Jim uh, tells Neely and Gracie that they're going to come practice law with him all the time. And I'm just like, my dad couldn't get, convince any of us to go practice law with him. And I don't know if Jim will be successful. But No, I mean, I, you know, this is a this is a business that has been great for women. Uh, we didn't really ever I know, get there, we know, but, but I mean, you know, probably when I started, I would say there were 10% in like in our training group, there were probably 10% women in 8990 time frame and today when we walk into these big meetings easily 50% maybe more Oh really lots of yeah some of the biggest producers in the country are women I believe it how was it when you had babies I mean you know oh, I mean, when uh, you were when Madge was little what was it what was it like that, you know we were just able to have a laptop where we could work some at home so I had her July 2nd and I was pretty much working on that following Monday and just at home a couple hours. I, f- so I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like today I- they don't allow that. I mean, I took yeah. like three months. Today to you even. have to take, you have to take you, the time off. And they will not, they cut off the access to the computer. <laughs> Do they really? Oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. Well, so it's so a great profession for women to go into. Great profession. It's flexible. Now that you're mentioning okay. it, I'm like, 
yeah, I feel like a lot of the women that I speak to about finances, like what you're saying, it is more of a therapist, right? I mean, it's more about setting goals. It's less about this stock is doing this, this, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's not as much, it's not as technical. No, it's not as, it's very big picture. You, very You've got to listen to this podcast that Emmy basically introduced me to this person on a podcast. Yeah, and I went Sophie. to go listen to her podcast. It's called I Also Want Money. Okay. And it's basically, I think they have like at 40 episodes maybe. And mm-hmm. it's a podcast for female investors and savers that are millennials. And it's oh. really interesting. I mean, the first one is a like a financial psychologist, basically. Okay. And they're trying to understand the psychology behind saving and investing. And it's all focused on women. It's super interesting. Yeah. And it was even relevant for me. And I'm not I, I will say, I, I've always said women are very patient, very intelligent investors because they buy what they know. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. They buy what like they Madge know. Like Madge did. We, mm-hmm. we heard about us. Madge, do you want to tell your investing story? Oh, my first stock was... How old were you? How old was I? I Three years ago. 14, maybe? Probably 16. Yeah, 16. And I told my mom, if I have any money in my account that I don't know about, (laughs) uh, can I have some Lululemon? Because at that time- What did you like about it? I was obsessed with clothes. Still am, but- Definitely then. You're not the only one. responsible for their quarterly earnings report. Yes. (laughs) Half my house is Lululemon. When I do the laundry, I would say half the things I'm folding are from Lulu. Of course. So So, uh, you're right. Buy what you know. Did I answer all your questions? Yeah, Yeah. you did. And actually, you're going to be retired, and I call BS on that. I don't know. I'll do something. (laughs) I'll do something. I don't know what. If if not, she's going to be following you a lot around, Match. We're going to keep her her over there. I have to be able to travel because I don't know where she's going to be. I hope she comes back home. Just let maybe. her let Eventually, her go, maybe. and then she'll yeah, come back. Yeah, that's what I mean. You got to let her go. You have to. You have to let them go. See, and then... this is something I tell my clients. I do. I do another thing with uh, kids that are getting out of college, oh. especially if they have like a serious significant other. And I always ask the parents before I do it, send them to me, and here's what I'm going to tell them. And you might not like what I'm going to tell them, but I'm going to tell you: travel together. You're going to live a long time. You're going to live to 100, so mm-hmm. don't get married at 22. Yeah, ah, it's a long time. It's a long and time. And you won't make it. <laughs> uh, have your own friends. Have your own hobbies. And your own money. Make sure they have their own friends. They have their own hobbies. I don't really talk about the You money. don't talk about have your own money? No, because I think that comes later. I, and it's yeah. really about you have to be able to, to exist on your own. You have to be. Yes. You don't find happiness in the other person. You have to be a happy person. You have to figure out yeah. what makes, makes you, happy you happy and make sure that you know what makes the other person happy. And and if those things align, get those things in line. I've had a lot of successful marriages. And some of them have said, nice. eh, they broke up. Oh, yes. They <laughs> I knew from the beginning. <laughs> but it's really, we do try to start the education early. Early. Mm-hmm. So that's another, I was going to ask you this earlier. So we'll just, I'll ask it now. And We're just we going rogue go, yeah. here, Emmy. So, because you do well, hear. Time. Oh, it's okay. We, yeah, <laughs> unless you need to go. Um, <laughs> like, I gotta go get them back to the market, people. Bitcoin's <laughs> like, yeah, at 11%. Yeah. <laughs> but you do hear so much people talk about financial literacy, mm-hmm. like this term, right? People are like, oh, you're, they're financial literacy, blah, blah, blah. Like to you, what is that? Oh, is really the basics, right? The basics. It's the basics. It's understanding debt and how much you can afford when you're going to pay it. I hate debt, but debt's necessary, and smart debt is necessary. Um, and smart debt, would you consider that like go, you know, putting things caught on a credit card? Like what? As long as you pay it off, every right? Month. As long yeah. as you pay it off. Okay, okay. I don't know. I'm just curious, mm-hmm. like, 
because we were doing a debit card and then our financial advisor was like, no, no, you need to be using a credit card. And I was like, I thought credit cards were evil. (laughs) I only use a debit card. Don't even, you don't, my financial literacy is zero compared to my education. I I used to only use the debit card, but then the rewards got so great on the credit card that I switched everything to that. We've never had to pay for a Southwest flight. It's amazing. So there's all kinds of perks. And as long as you have your alert set so you know what your maximum spending is. Oh, everything's so smart anymore. I know. It's, right. It's yeah, hard you to. Know, your phone can ding all day long with your alert. So, you know, yeah. oh, I've got to stop spending if I get this paid. Just don't carry a credit card balance. It's my biggest. It's, yeah. the, it's the one thing you really can't get ahead of. Yeah. You can't pay the minimum balance and pay it off. It's just never going to happen. You're, mm-hmm. you're stuck with it. It hurts your credit report. Um, yeah, that's good advice. You know, I had this older couple that I inherited many years ago. And they were military people. They lived in Panama. They really never made a lot of money. But they were millionaires. They probably had a million dollars with me at the time. I asked them a simple question. I said, how did you, how did you save a million dollars? Or how, you know, how did you acquire it? It's very simple. We spent less than we made. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So financial literacy is spending less than you make. Then the second part of that is going a little level deeper. What do I need to accomplish in the next, in your case, 18 years uh, of putting three kids through college? But you also have to pay yourself for the savings and the retirement. And what does that look like? What's your lifestyle going to be at the age of 60, 65? I have some clients in me that come in. At maybe your age, maybe a little bit older, and they'll say, well, I want to retire at age 55. I'm like, well, we better get to work. But you should have started about 55 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to ratchet up your savings. Mm -hmm. And and most times they've probably taken care of their college expenses by then, and they've got it set aside in the 529 or however they do it. And some people say, oh, yeah, we're going on that wing in a prayer that they're going to get a scholarship. Whether it's athletic or married or whatever. And, you know, you can't ever count on that. So don't Mm -hmm. count on that. But so financial literacy to me is very simple, mm-hmm. and it is spend less than you make, and you won't have a problem. Yeah, but we yeah. live in a we live in an environment that that's not how they've marketed to us, right? No. Uh, Seventy two months financing, no interest on your on car. your furniture. Yeah, and your furniture, <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, now they Stayed have loans. what's it called a firm. Yes. The, where uh, you can, when you go to check out, this is going to be a bad thing. I have thing. a friend who a uses this on a regular basis. There's, me- there's multiples. They're not the only one. There's two or three. Do not do that. Yeah. That, is, that is bad. Yeah. I don't even know how to do that. It's so credit. That's good. I don't want to find out. Yeah. It's it's just credit. And I yeah. think it's high interest. Yeah. yeah it's it's very high interest. So you don't, don't want to do, do that. Yeah. Right. Okay, okay. So the final, final question. question. Oh, yes. final okay. Madge, you can get in on the final question. So just hit the mark. Your best Your roommate from college comes to visit last minute surprise visit to Oklahoma City her first time here what do you take her to do what's your dream day well I didn't really have time to plan her trip this time um so Friday when she came in we saw the police escort of the Tulane football team leaving the airport oh that's Uh, that's super cool I've never seen that and then wait, was I, the football team on her flight? No, they oh. chartered a plane. They oh, gotcha, but gotcha. we just saw them leaving as she had gotten there, nice. which was really cool. Then I drove her all around downtown and Midtown, just kind of showing her all of the cool spots. And then I showed her the memorial because she didn't really. A lot of my age group doesn't understand the memorial. Why? They don't really because they weren't it, alive. They weren't alive. I was, but they don't teach it in school. No, no, because it's like, not wait. history. Because it hasn't been fifty years. 
Carrie, are we got to get on this. No, Carrie yeah. talked about this. No, she, she did. But yeah. I mean, why are they not? I think kids in Oklahoma know, know it, about it. But like Georgia, she had no idea. So I kind of explained that whole, like the, all the memorial. And then we went to Cassidy. I show, oh. showed her kind of where I grew up, basically. Yeah. And then she met basically the entire family because they were <laughs> which all is, at the football oh, game. Which is a lot of people. <laughs> and then we went to Upper Crust. Nice. That was my spot to take her. That was perfect. Because that's where we ate all the time. Yeah. I love and it. then did she go home the next day? She no, did... we went to the football game. Okay. Which we won. Yay. Barely. Barely. That's Okay. Yes. All you need is barely. Um, we were, were the, were the green and the sea we of red. Two Tulane fans there, and we were just screaming our head off the whole game. <laughs> I guess you didn't feel bad about cheering for Tulane because you probably never cheered for OU. So you're fine. You're exactly. always against OU. Basically. How'd you know that? Well, because she must have been an OSU fan. I was. She's, yeah, that was her second choice. Oh, so very close. Second. Actually, mm-hmm. before she opened the email from Tulane, she said, Mom, I've made a decision. If I don't go get in, I'm going to OSU. <gasps> Aww. And then there was confetti. Just wait. <laughs> we had a little thing pops too. open and all this stuff. It's oh, really God. cute. I said, I think you're in. I hope mine so just we used to get college. a big packet in the mail. It wasn't online. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That and so cool. people like put their, like their parents saved it and put it under their Christmas tree because uh-huh. if it was a huge packet, you knew you uh, mine, yeah. mine came, and if I think it was, it was like a little yeah, envelope a little. or a manila envelope. There was nothing fancy. It was a letter that said congratulations. Yeah. There was no confetti or anything. It's I way more fun now. She was very lame. Yeah, well, Tulane didn't do anything either except the well, confetti it, on the email. Well, they did. It just <laughs> oh. never came to the house. Oh, that's funny. Uh, did you get it? No. You never got it? It's yeah, okay. It's probably, you didn't make a YouTube video or TikTok? I didn't. It? Well, that's good. Um. So you went to the football game. And like that is an experience in itself. I mean, my friends who don't live in Oklahoma, she they was, are dying to go to o, an OU football game. She was game. like, They're it's like, so loud. To. And I said, imagine this full capacity. Oh yeah, my gosh! That's it's a, it she is was a like, religious really experience. Can't. Really hot that day too. Oh, and it was hot. Oh, it was so ungodly hot, and oh. we were like one of four hundred people who stayed the whole game because we're like, we're gonna get the You're, entire you know experience. What? Yeah, I think Allie thought it was cool that we didn't have tons of chain restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had yeah. all these individual. We took her to Stella, Stella. for brunch yeah. on oh. Sunday. Yeah. We tried to go to Oso, but it was the arts festival. Oh, well, you couldn't even get in. Because I I was going to take her Friday night, my original plan. She loves Mexican food. So I was going to take her to either Frida or Oso. We love both those places. And then I was like, oh, I can't make a reservation. We're going to go to the football game. I don't know how long we'll be there because I have to say all my hellos. Yes, And I'm here until (laughs) such and such. And so then I was like, okay, I'll just take you to the next best place I can think of. Well, that's that's perfect. That sounds like nice a perfect day. Get to know her. Aww, that's that's so fun. They're perfect for each other. You know what? I'm my college roommates and I. We're still we're still friends. Oh sure. I mean, good Lord willing, we'll get them back in school by October seventh, if not before. And It'll life happen. will resume. And college will start. This generation is very they're uh, resilient they're and they sort resilient. of go with the flow. They do. You cannot be tied to whatever no. plan it was you had in your head of no. the way it was going to be perfect. Is no, that Gen no. X? Or wait, Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen Z, Gen Z is Gen very Z. resilient. Yes. I don't think millennials are. <laughs> we like our plans. I think you're probably. I like millennials my plans, are big babies, really, at I the end of the day. Not it. you, I mean, not you. Well, <laughs> I mean, I like my plans, but I had junior year. The end yeah. of my junior year was COVID. My entire senior year was COVID. Was COVID. <gasps> Breaks and then I had a hurricane. <laughs> so none of my other friends like had to deal with this, but I got the pleasure of dealing with mm-hmm. the hurricane. Yep. And you handled it well. I know. And you really did. Yeah, We're but so then you're going to be in New Orleans. Us. It's like one of my favorite cities in the world. 
Hopefully longer than two weeks the next time. So I'm jealous of all the food. Uh, Catherine will understand this. I mean, I'm not sure you will as much yet. But my husband kept saying, you're not very emotional about her leaving. I said, well, that's because she's just going to camp. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I choose to look Uh at it. That's how it feels. So I remember my first semester at college, I was like, I feel like I'm at summer camp. (laughs) And then your grades come. she felt like, yeah. 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 Your grades come. She has a chance here over the next (laughs) three weeks to kind of get ahead of the game. But yeah, you do. Take advantage. We dropped her off on a Sunday. And we picked her up on a Saturday two weeks later. That's camp. That's camp right there. Technically, you dropped me off Monday. On Monday, but... But we got there Sunday. Sunday. So. Oh, my gosh. And then it'll be Thanksgiving. <laughs> then yeah. it'll be Christmas. And then, you know. Exactly. Spring is, gonna it'll be it. awesome, though. It Spring in New Orleans is like, oh, yeah. like all the fun stuff and the weather. They had already canceled all the September stuff because of COVID. But oh, hopefully okay, they'll so resume. They'll, hopefully they'll resume. Hopefully things will start to die, die down a little bit with COVID so. numbers. Well, People hope. are going to get vaccinated. Boosters. They are. Boosters. Boosters. Vaccines, yeah. people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep doing it. That's our political yeah. statement. Okay. Actually, it's really it's not, not a political not statement. Political. Actually, I take that back. Right? It's just a scientific statement. I feel like you and I you have, have been a vaccine very, for everything yeah. else. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Just we've get been this vaccine. Yeah. We've been very open though about our view on yes, the vaccine. We, right. And we're, I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but that's just the way we look at it. Mm-hmm. We got ours. Good she job, girls. Ours. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm pregnant and you got pregnant and right. Yes. So I, I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much yes. for coming on. Thanks for having this us. This is giving me some motivation yeah, to go back fun. and reevaluate. Did you like it, Madge? Yes. Well, this is just your first podcast? Choice now. Cassidy has a podcast now. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Oh, okay. okay. Bye, everybody. Thanks, thank you. Nice to meet you. Yes. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate your listening to these stories. You can find us on Instagram. Instagram at Action City OKC, or for business inquiries, email us at hello at actioncityokc.com. Action City is produced by Blacken Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Blacken Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative, music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll.